Welcome to I Hate It Here, the podcast for HR and people professionals, making the hardest job in the world just a little bit easier. I'm Hibba Youssef. You really tied it all to money, where you're fluctuating, that everyone thinks that recognition and appreciation is about dollars, and it just isn't. It's about the intention behind it and uh, creating meaningful connection. I think what it, it tells me is this bigger, maybe more pervasive challenge we have around our humanity. And well, what does it mean to like, your well-being matters, you know? And can you put a price tag on that? Like you can, but not, not in the way you think. Do you want to celebrate your employees and customers, but you're not quite sure where to start? Let me introduce you to Snappy. Whether you are handpicking a gift for a birthday, offering a collection of options for anniversaries, or looking for onboarding swag that's guaranteed to please, they've got you covered. Gifting doesn't have to be complicated or overwhelming. Choose Snappy for a gifting experience that's sure to delight every single time. Go to snappy.com slash I hated here to sign up for free and start gifting today. Leaders don't just appear. They're molded and developed. Stop losing great people to ineffective management and communication. PI Inspire supports the personalized development of leaders at every level. And when you have leaders throughout the business, everyone benefits. Welcome back to another episode of the I Hated Here podcast. Um, I'm really excited for tonight's topic and today's guest. Uh, Megan Page is joining me today. Megan, welcome. Hello. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I am... See, pretty recent CMO at Snappy, which is a gifting platform focused on corporate gifting mostly. And I joined Snappy because I really thought the mission was something I could connect with. Um, and that's important to me when I pick pick jobs. And I think it's a great overlap for spending time with you. It's um, gifting is a way to connect to showing people that we value them and people are what make up companies. So I'm excited to spend some time. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about today. So I asked Megan to be on the podcast because I'm I'm really thinking thoughtfully about employee appreciation. And this is like very timely too, because Employee Appreciation Day is March 1st. So it's coming up. This episode will be out that week of employee appreciation. So this is good for people who are thinking, have I actually shown my employees I appreciate them? Which if I were to place money on an over under, I'm actually not a gambling woman, so I don't know what any of that means. Um, if I were to place money, like maybe I'll ask you, if you were to place money, do you think that the average team shows their employees that they appreciate them or does a good job. So both. So I don't know what over under means either. So <laughs> we'll have to no gambling women here. <laughs> um, but no, I don't, I don't think so. And I don't think it's because for lack of managers actually caring and leadership caring, I think it's about a disconnect between how people feel and the strategies that we might have at our disposal to um, demonstrate that effectively, especially in an ever-growing remote workforce. So no, I don't think they do. And I don't think people feel it, frankly. I don't feel appreciated sometimes at work. Actually, I would say like most of the time I don't feel appreciated. That's also because HR is like a kind of thankless job. But I don't think it is. It should be because a lot of HR people are thinking like, how do I show my employees I appreciate them? But then a lot of HR people don't actually get the appreciation they deserve. So like, yeah. shout out to the HR people doing this job day in and day out. I appreciate you because I know how hard it is. But when we were preparing for this conversation and really talking about like what employee appreciation means to us, I feel like you've seen it actually foster a really positive and productive work environment. So tell me a little bit about 
your experience with employee appreciation and why it actually matters. Well, so we actually ran um, at Snappy ran a study, and there's some some really interesting th- interesting things that came out of that. About a quarter of people don't feel valued, like their opinions don't feel heard. They don't feel like they're valued at work, and like any percentage feels too big. But that's a very clear one. In my experience, like I said, I, I think it's not about a desire; it's about a lack of bridging the gap. When I think about being thoughtful about the way to do that. So I'm head of marketing. So I think in terms of marketing, everything we do tells a story. So I think about it in kind of a campaign mindset, for lack of a better word. So let's take Employee Appreciation Day. It's just a day, right? I mean, some people, I think Valentine's Day, some people love it. Some people are like, not for me, it's a (laughs) holiday. But I think what the value is in putting a day out there is like, it shines a spotlight and says, hey, are you paying attention to this thing? And if you're not, you can use this as a catalyst to get you thinking about a strategy, thinking about a campaign. And so you might want to use Employee Appreciation Day as a way to do that. And as marketers, we think about there's moments in time that we can tell stories, right? So Employee Appreciation Day can be a moment in time to make sure that your employees understand the, the reality, the story of we value you. But you don't just use that moment in time. You actually have to tell people the story all the time in different ways for the message to land. And so that's why a campaign is at one moment. It is, that's EAD, excuse me, Employee Appreciation Day, is one time to do that. And you can take a a look at, um, let's do it now. And then what comes next? So we start with Employee Appreciation Day. And then when's the next moment that we want to connect back to the narrative we started? And then when's the next moment we want to connect back in? And you build a strategy in a campaign mindset. Um, and you can use March 1st as a day to do it. I love that. As HR people, we also think in terms of moment in time. I, I think like one of the teams that has the closest alignment with how HR does work is marketing. Because a large part of HR's job is actually also marketing to employees. If we think about it, we do a really good job at talking about our initiatives, talking about why we do things that is, in a sense, marketing, Right. And so those those milestones make perfect sense because I think about everything in an employee milestone and appreciation, while it should be something that's consistent, anchoring it to a moment in time is also really helpful. Like employee appreciation day. I think employee appreciation day every year for me is honestly a reminder to look at what strategy I have for employee appreciation. I have to stop and ask myself, like, did I actually plan anything correctly this year? Because like some years I've just ignored it. And I know a lot of HR teams that are like, well, we don't think employees really care about this, so we'll just ignore it too. I actually didn't know Employee Appreciation Day existed until I got to Snappy. And I came from a company for, I was there for a really long time, where we were very focused on employees, employee engagement, diversity and inclusion, like really looking at our little corner of the universe and celebrating the people that were there. And we missed it. So knowing that, this can be an anchor point for folks and getting it out there of like, hey, here's a, a reminder. Like even people with the best of intentions maybe don't don't even know it can be used in this way to set an intention for the year. And when I think about like fostering like a just like a productive or even a great environment at work, I've talked about appreciation as a form of inclusion as well. And so it's like when you're showing people that they are appreciated, they also tend to feel like then they belong. Yeah. And that belonging feeling has like such a positive impact, one on their like 
mental health and ability to show up to work every day, but also just like long-term retaining your talent. You don't want your people to feel like they're not appreciated, they don't belong in their environment, and they're not valued for the great things that they bring to the table. From like a strategy perspective, if people are like, what's the low-hanging fruit that an HR team can do to like really improve culture? I always start with like, what are you doing to recognize and appreciate your employees? My One of my strongest partnerships when I became um, an executive is my chief people officer. So it's always okay. been, right? Yeah. Because it is everything we do tells a story. And that also means to our employees, what does it mean to be part of Snappy um, or part, part of wherever you work? We're, we're all, we all have a choice and we're, we're deciding to show up and, and be part of, um, part of a company. One thing that I always think about, right? Okay, swag. Like what is it, right? and what does it look like? What does it feel like? And swag is this very obvious overlap between I think people team and and marketing. And I remember um, working on some swag items for a product launch and being super excited about like we always focus on high quality, something cool, something a little different, not the same old same old. And having this really enlightening conversation around the beanies we were creating. And someone brought up, hey, that's a really nice beanie, but it doesn't work for everybody's hair type. I was like, wow, what a miss that would have been with the best of intentions if I just sent, like you could do multiple sizes, you could do all these different things. But if I had missed that, it would have felt like we hadn't seen people and we were just so off base. And so being able to find ways to recognize that we don't know everything, we don't know what we don't know, and actually owning that and saying like, maybe give the gift of choice, right? Choose from a collection of swag with all, instead of me just automatically sending you something and hoping yeah. it works for you. It seems small, but I think it goes a long way to to being like, we see you, even if we don't know everything. I mean, I think I shared that story with you where like one place, like for every milestone, they sound like liquor or alcohol. And I was like, I don't drink. Why would I want this? Like, I, I, I don't, but then that just makes me feel honestly, too, like very othered. And the feeling of being othered is like the worst feeling. It's like, oh, I get it. You don't think the same or have the same experience or perspective or even really see me. And so I think like the gift of choice is so powerful. And I like early in my HR career, I would like agonize over like, what's the one swag item everyone would want? And I'd be like, everyone wants a t-shirt. And like now I'm like, no, no, no. Everyone wants to pick what they want. Like nobody wants to get swag that they don't want. I have so much swag that I just throw away that once it's given to me, I'm like, I'm never going to wear this t-shirt. Like I don't need a t-shirt. I need something else. And so that I think the gift of choice is super powerful when it comes to swag. Can you share some examples of specific and maybe like successful employee appreciation initiatives that you've implemented that you've been like, wow, that really had an impact on my team or my employees? Yeah. Um, I do want to comment on something that came up from you were sharing that story. What's the interesting challenge I think we have in front of us as people team, marketing team combined, and as leaders in an organization? So in the survey we ran, 41% of people are like, hey, the person who has the biggest impact on how I feel is my direct manager, how I feel. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's surprising. In in fact, it's probably more than that. 81% of managers, though, are asking for help in how to do a good job recognizing their employees. 81%? Yeah. I was I'm shocked. Not surprised. I, well, I was like, I'm maybe not shocked, but there's an opportunity here <laughs> to be helpful. Um, and also great self-awareness. Like, hey, I need help figuring that out. 
And what I think the when you were when you're sharing that, what kind of comes up for me around it is uh, we have to we want to give the gift of choice to a certain degree. And then there's also an expectation that we know the people around us. And so when it, there's a maybe a different strategy in how we think about showing appreciation and gratitude, depending upon where it's coming from. So and getting to your question of like things that have been um, impactful that I've seen in my career, there's kind of the top level, what's the company doing to recognize me? Um, and make sure that that happens. And maybe through that, I don't expect the company to know me, but I expect them to see me and value me, right? Maybe that's your birthday and anniversary milestones and making sure that those happen and they're never missed, right? Yeah. Ottoman, and as HR professionals, maybe automating that so that you don't forget, right? Let, yep. Help yourself out. And in there, give a give a gift of choice that maybe has a theme or something like that. Um, you know, if, if the year is a year of change, maybe there's something in the gift collection that ties to the theme of the company that provides professional change or personal growth if it's a year of growth. So you can kind of tie those things together where it means something, but there's choice. Then when it comes, though, to your direct manager it's not necessarily a personal relationship, but there isn't maybe unspoken expectation that you know them a little bit better. And if you send them a bottle of alcohol, but you've been to five team dinners and Hebba's never, she's always ordering the sparkling water and you didn't pay attention, right? Or um, you find out she's vegan and you send her steaks because you didn't think, like you should know that once, right? That's yeah. a huge, huge miss. And so for those one-to-one or or closer relationship moments of appreciation, you want to make sure that you're you're creating something where people feel a little more seen. So, for example, what's worked well for me in the past is giving managers some options of, mm. hey, right, let's not it's not a one size fits all. You can give a, a baby onesie every time somebody has a baby, but maybe you're able to choose from a, a an assortment of ways to appreciate folks based on what you know. So. I think we have to be mindful of that uh, or we could really miss the mark. For sure. I'm just laughing because when you mentioned the dinner and the sparkling water, I'm also gluten-free, which then opens like a lot of questions for people. But I had this one manager who would always send me like food, but it was never gluten-free. And it just became like the longest running joke on the team with like another team member where she'd be like, what'd you get this time? And I was like, something I can't eat because it's not gluten-free. And I'm like, being gluten-free is like, it doesn't need to be my identity. Like I already have to Every time we go out, I have to be like, hey, I'm gluten-free. Like, I can't eat that. Um, but the fact that my manager got it wrong so many times, like, towards the end, even when she was trying to appreciate me, I was just so angry. So I was like, I don't want to be appreciated by you because you don't even recognize the core things I have told you about myself. And so I think, like, it's impossible to keep all the facts in your head about everyone on your team. And that is where I just think, like, the gift of choice is so powerful. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I respect you too much. Like, here you go. You take your pick. You said something about HR people being recognized and, and shout out. And not, again, I will say my strongest partnership has always been my people partner. Um, so shout out. Um, and I, it makes me think a lot about carrying the, a shared burden, right? It isn't, I don't look at my people team as like, it's your job to create culture and it's your job to fix the things. And you, you tell me how to recognize the people. You're a partner in that for me as a leader and as a people manager. Um, so I think there's, and I've seen good success with this around, again, the company doing some moments of appreciation and those are thematically tied in. And then also in the 
um, empowering of managers to okay. teaching them how to create moments of gratitude and ongoing, you know, expressions of that and teaching them, Hey, like, don't just send the one thing you've always sent or the same thing to everybody. Let me talk to you about why. Let me give you some options. I've seen better success with that. And then there's also this underlying, this underlying piece where it's like, it's on you. Like you have, it's, it's in your hands. And mm-hmm. I know that, I know that people, people teams have been beating the drum around that. But as far as like creating some campaign type of materials around that, that's something that I've consistently done and, and seen work really well to create teams that are really strongly connected, bonded with their manager, seen value, or uh, been valued, um, been seen. I love a good campaign. I'm going to start like using that word more, even though I already, I call them, I don't know what I call them internally, but like campaigns are how I think about things. It's like a start to finish. You're delivering some like unique experience to your employees. On the note of recognition and appreciation, I always call this out because recognition is about what you do, like achievements at work versus appreciation being about like who you are and what you value. And I think that's really important because there is a nuance between them. Like they're used interchangeably, but they're not, they're a little different. And then when you look at recognition in the workplace, often it is very skewed towards how people are performing and what they're producing and rather less about like the impact and who they are and what they value. And so I think that's like a cool thing about recognition and appreciation is they need to be in balance. Like it can't always be about what someone is producing. It has to also be about like what they value and what they bring to the table. And I read this like interesting article. I need to link it to everyone to read this, but it was saying that if you over-index on recognition, like recognition, when employees feel like they're regularly recognized, they're like 23 times percent more likely to be productive versus when they feel like they're appreciated regularly, they're, they're 43 times percent more likely to be productive. And so there's just like a, a really interesting shift there in like recognition versus appreciation. And I really think it's because at work, we we focus on just like what people produce and less about like they're kind and they're honest and they're good partners and they value and they also show appreciation and gratitude. And so I think there's like a real shift happening in the workplace too, especially with Gen Z, where they they care about the work they're doing, but they also want to know you value who they are as people. Yeah. And that's where I think appreciation plays such a major role. So if I'm playing it back, recognition is about the output. Yep. Right. It's, it's the resource and human resources and the <laughs> and then the um appreciation. appreciation is about the human and who you are and how yeah. you do. Um, I really like that. You know, in the study that we ran, 91% of people said that tokens of appreciation would help them feel valued, right? I mean, that's massive. And I'll be honest, I actually was surprised at how large that number is because I think it's easy to be like a thing, right? Oh, a thing, is that going to make me feel valued? It's like, no, it's it's the story the thing tells, right? You could give everybody a hundred dollar gift card somewhere and they're like, cool. Or you could be like, Hey, you had, I saw that you had a rough week and thought you could use a coffee moment. And you put together a coffee mug and a little card and a, maybe an Arabian coffee that's special worth a lot less money, but you put something together that was thoughtful, like go so much further to f- make someone feel seen. Yeah. That's yeah. I definitely want to check out that article. That's really, it feels really- like there's a Harvard business review one. It feels like we just, Sometimes when we think about appreciating someone at work, 
we just missed the mark completely about like the fact that we just people want to be seen yeah. like who they are and how they show up and they don't want to feel just like another deliverable like i don't want to be valued for just my deliverables i want to be valued for the fact that like i'm creative and i'm curious and i am supportive to my colleagues like th- those are things that matter to me so much so much more than just like a generic good job yeah good job on this deliverable you did i'm like no i no i want to like be seen for me it's it's really interesting like you talked a little bit about the role that leaders and managers play in creating a culture of appreciation. I love that you brought that up because that manager stat of like 81% of managers, what was the 81% of managers need help showing appreciation? On how to do it. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because managers are just overwhelmed or do you think? I mean, that absolutely plays a role. I have to imagine, and I don't know what percentage of those managers were remote or in person. They do. I've been working remotely now for over a decade. Before everyone went remote. Um, so a lot of times, but yeah. And I, I think there's something different now in, in trying to figure out how to connect when you don't get the in-person and um, so there's probably something to that. And I do, I do think people are overwhelmed and over overworked and looking for something that has meaning. And it, again, it's not for, like we talked in the beginning, it's not for a lack of caring. I think it's for a lack of feeling like you have something that's going to work. And, you know, strategies, it's challenging. Yeah, I, I wish I had the answer. I don't, th- I don't think anyone does. I mean, like, honestly, there, I don't think there's any right answer. I just was curious about it because I think that managers are overwhelmed. I think we have this, this thing in the States. Like, whenever I think about, like, the States versus the rest of the world, how we perceive work, and there are all these studies about how Americans more closely intertwine our identity with our performance at work. And so I think about how managers like they might be overwhelmed or their default might just be I need to perform really well and I don't have time to say thank you to the people or that thank you for showing support and thank you for showing caring I think a lot of managers have this pressure to perform and they forget there's a human just like what you said like if the recognition is about the resources then the appreciation is about the human in front of you and, and we forget about that so often at work there's got to be something also to people are, you know, still burnt out, still flooded with their own own stuff. And then they also need to show up for the people that are around them. Um, I think that struggle is probably is probably real <laughs> for a lot of for a lot of people. Yeah. Did you know Employee Appreciation Day is March 1st? Your employees may be wondering how you're going to appreciate them this year. Don't get caught without a plan. You need Snappy. Snappy is the gifting solution for employees, customers, and everyone in between. The majority of companies are planning to celebrate their team, so don't miss out on showing your appreciation. Whether you have a specific gift in mind or prefer offering a curated collection for your recipients to choose from, Snappy has got you covered. Get started today at www.snappy.com slash I hate it here. The world of work has changed for good, but many HR performance management tools just don't cut it. Enabling performance in the modern world of work requires a modern approach, one that's agile and asynchronous, but still fosters connection and collaboration. Have you heard about PI Inspire? It was designed specifically for today's performance management challenges. It helps you gain a deep understanding about yourself and your team and share personalized insights to help you learn how to manage and develop each direct report. Meet people where they are and start developing new leaders at every level. 
Learn more about PI Inspire at www.predictiveindex.com. You've worked remotely for a decade, right? And I assume you've had experiences where like you're recognized and you're appreciated by your manager. Has something worked better than others? Like you yourself as a remote employee? Because I think a lot of people are remote employees for the first time and a lot of people are remote managers. Now I feel like we've settled into being hybrid or remote. Maybe they've settled in. As a remote employee, did your managers do anything that you really felt seen in? I do think it it was nailing a bit of the combination of things, right? The little moments, a little slack note, or, you know, hey, you're you're out for for something and sending a, a gift card for meals because they heard me say that was going to be hard. So there's a bit of that that's always that always helped. That um I, I had that specifically happen. And then, yeah, just so thoughtful. And then there's something about creating authentic shared experiences. And that is a challenge in a remote environment. A couple of examples, um, big ones and small ones. So big one, um, the company I was at uh, remote had been remote for 15 years, like 12 years before I joined, I think. So long, long, this is a while ago too. They would get everybody together every year for a retreat. Three days, one spot, no work. They would do a bit of a kickoff, like an inspirational thing. But other than that, it was just meant for connection and and celebrating all the work that had been done throughout the year. Now, not everybody can afford to do that or logistically make that happen, but it really did create a culture of feeling like everyone looked forward to it and you felt very celebrated because it was always something very nice, very nice place, very well thought through and really meant for connection and celebration. So that was really wonderful. So that combined with, okay, how do you create a shared experience remotely? And actually this wasn't a a personal experience, but something we actually just did for a customer that I thought was that, and we we, uh, launched something that helped folks do this over the holidays is an actual AR experience. So yeah, you get a gift and your your company gets to say, hey, here's a gift. And when you digitally unwrap it, you actually like, you you take your phone and you look around in the environment you're in. So you're in your, I was in my office and I'm looking around through my phone and found a digital gift and got to like tap on it. And then it exploded into like, here are all the choices. It didn't stop there though. Then it was, okay, now we're remotely together. Share what you pick. We did this on my team. Like, oh, fun. And what was so fun for me as a new, like pretty new manager, I was a little sheepish to share what I picked because I thought it was, it's like, oh no, this is like silly. But it turns out someone else on my team picked the same thing. And so we were able to connect over like, oh, we both picked this kind of obscure choice. And now I feel more connected and I know her better. So we used our own, you know, our own gifting tool, our uh, feature for the holidays to do our, our employee gifts. And, um, I found it created value for me in connection as a new manager here already. So um, that was very cool. So a shared experience really helped. And you can do it. You can do it virtually, even in, you know, five minutes. Yeah, I love that. That would be so fun. I would be so curious about what everyone picked. I'm so nosy. I'd be like, what did everyone pick? (laughs) Deeply, where I didn't want to put anyone on the spot. It was a little more like all off of mine. And if anyone else wants to share. Yeah. um, yeah, it created a nice moment of of connection. We've seen our customers do that, create like a shared wall of gratitude, like a digital wall of, hey, I picked this. What did you pick? And oh, hey, thanks so much for seeing me. And that kind of energy is contagious. 
it's, it's fun. People like to see it. I love that. That is such an outcome of appreciation is like connection. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think we think about it enough. Like I really do feel like as a society, we have just focused so much on produce, 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 perform, perform, perform. And we've stopped really thinking each other and thinking about how when someone feels appreciated, they're more connected. They feel like they belong. They're going to do better work. Like, and I had to bring it back. Someone asked me earlier today, like, well, what's the ROI on appreciation? And I was like, well, that's, I guess we have to make the business case to tell people that we appreciate them. But like, there's a huge ROI. Your employees feel seen. They feel like they belong. They feel like they're appreciated and they're going to feel more connected and they're going to be more engaged. Like, there's so much ROI to it. I think the other side of it is like, I don't think about appreciation all the time because gratitude is like one of my core values. And so I was sharing with that person too, like when I come to the table, I always say I have like three core values. It's gratitude, honesty, and curiosity. And that gratitude piece drives a lot of what I do in the sense of like appreciation and recognition because I'm so grateful for like the life and the opportunities I have had that I then go and I I try to show other people that I, I'm also grateful for them and I appreciate them. And I think that just creates such a better environment. But that like ROI of appreciation, I just feel like if an executive is asking like, what's the ROI of this? Like, why do you need budget to do it? I think all the examples you just gave, like the connection you felt with your new team, how appreciated they felt, how when you're a distributed team, it is harder to connect in those moments and appreciation can be used to foster those moments. Yeah, absolutely. As I've joined, so joined Snappy and I'm thinking about gifting, but it's not about, I didn't join because like gifts. It's because, <laughs> it, right? Like, I mean, like it is a love language, um, which I realized I actually like really connect with. So I Same. feel bad for my husband, but I was like, <laughs> oopsies. Um, love a good gift. Um, but it is, it's something we've, it's just a way to express that humans have been doing for forever, right? Shells yeah. on the beach, you know, like uh, exchanging gifts, um, tale as old as time. And I connect with the human piece of it. So it is, for better or worse, just my honest, my, my truth around this, it does feel really uncomfortable to hear people ask for the ROI of appreciating the people around you and the ROI of gratitude. I understand that 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 happens. It's just, it's hard to actually think that people are asking that question. And I know they are. I also understand as an executive, we have to make decisions with dollars. Totally understand. But I think what it, it tells me is this bigger, maybe more pervasive challenge we have around our humanity. And well, what does it mean to like, your well-being matters, you know? And can you put a price tag on that? Like you can, but not, not in the way you think. And maybe it just speaks to a bigger challenge. So one of the things I've been thinking about and why I took on um, the role of CMO at Snappy is I think there we really can start to educate. And for me, marketing is all about just creating value. We tell stories that have value in them. The value here is like connecting the psychology and the human condition to appreciation and gratitude and how all that connects together. That's what's really fascinating to me. Gifts are a way to express all of that and to bring it all together because people need a tangible way to understand 
and connect um, and understand how you feel about each other. But it's really this like interesting the psychology of how people show up to work, how they feel safe, how they feel heard, how they feel valued, and how do we make sure that that's happening in the workplace? Because the workplace is the home place. Um, the workplace, it, like it doesn't, it's it's one and the same. We're just means wherever we go. That's what I find like intrinsically interesting. Same. I mean, I think about that all the time because I'm like, I one time had a CEO be like, why do I need to do employee appreciation? We pay them. That should be appreciation enough. And I was like, that is such a wrong way to value your talent. I was like, in the moment, I think I like really controlled my face, but I left that meeting being like, wow, me and that person, like we just were never going to vibe because that is not how I view talent. And I think that is not how the world is shaping. Like now we have more, we're going to have more Gen Z than ever before in the workplace. And with each generation comes like new and unique challenges and like values and wants, but people want more like the paycheck is good because it covers like your life all the things you have to pay for in your life but like if you think employees are just showing up to like collect a paycheck and leave i just think you're missing out on so much potential and i value the talent like i don't like the viewpoint of well they should be happy they have a job i'm more like we should be happy that they've entrusted us with their talent and that's why i come back every time to appreciation and all of its forms is so crucial to a business strategy because you want your talent to show up to do their best work and to feel like they're appreciated for it. And whether that's like gifts or saying thank you or thinking of unique ways to get everyone together, there's so many options for HR teams and the things that they can do. But I just think like we cannot view our talent as like they should be grateful for us. That's just so short-sighted to me. It's wildly short-sighted. And if you want to take it, okay, let's speak in business terms, like look at the competitive advantage. If you're not treating people poorly like that, we can compete with each other in comp. Okay. We're all going to be bucketed to, you know, you've got all the Radford studies and you put the, you know, right. Okay. All right. Well, that once that's off the table, now what? People are going to choose based on where they feel appreciated. Like we are human beings first and foremost. It Looking at it like that um, in such a negative, <laughs> negative way, it denies us our humanity. That's the reality. So yeah. I hope that, that person is at a competitor <laughs> because, yeah. like, right? So like <laughs> competitive advantage, um, <laughs> it's just not. And like you said, with Gen Z, Everyone has a voice and a microphone and a state like they're they've grown up being like, my voice matters because it does. And I can use my voice and there are ways to do that. And we would be very short sighted to not recognize that it's a requirement. It's not an option to make your employees feel appreciated Um, and not. Here's the real thing about that. Whoever that was doesn't appreciate them. That's the real problem for those of us that do. It's about finding a strategy, putting intention around it and creating a strategy to also help everybody make it. It's everybody's um, responsibility within your organization. Yeah. I always say like appreciation recognition should be a goal like any other business goal you set. If you really want to get the best out of your people, if you really want them to feel like they can show up to work, be their whole selves, like achieve everything you want them to achieve as an HR team, like I would say have a a business goal around recognition and appreciation. 
And sometimes we walk into environments where like there are already mechanisms in place. And sometimes it's like our job as HR people to get really creative about what does it mean to truly show appreciation for our employees. But I think it should be a business goal like everything else is a business goal. Yeah. Because it has massive impact on your bottom line. And that's the thing. Like I hear people are like, I'm not touchy-feely. I don't like feelings. That's why I don't like appreciation. And I'm like, wow, you really don't understand. You you really don't understand what this means because it means something else to a lot of people. So there's that. Do you have any creative strategies you've done with your team and just showing them that you appreciate them? You told us that anecdote about like the gift giving. I thought that was really cool. But anything you've done in the past as a leader that you've been like, wow, that really worked or that made my team feel really good? You know, the thing that that comes to mind for me um, was actually helping empower them to also show appreciation for each other. Because there's, I mean, there's the top down things there, you know, all that. But we used to do a really fun um, active remote company. We would do like a holiday gift exchange and no one would know who got each other. Um, in fact, actually, someone on the team's husband used to do where there was like Elf Stir. Oh, yeah. was on the team. Yes. Yeah, my husband volunteers to tribute and yeah. to get a spreadsheet and assign people. And then you would get a, the gift would get, you would choose and it would get sent out and everyone would have like their gifts sitting on their remote, de- like at their, you could see it on their desk leading up to the holiday party. And then you would open with each other and try to guess who had sent it to you. And yeah. They were always so sentiment. Like they, it was such a, I see you. Like I know mm-hmm. that this person is in, loves to sing and is in a choir. And so, oh, they got a mug with like, that said something catchy around that. I forgot what it was. It was some dad joke. But uh, in any case, um, showing that, that I was going to take the time, put time aside. We, we would talk about it in our team meetings, all leading up to it. Like I created the space to say like, hey, we should honor and celebrate each other. It wasn't just about the, the holiday party type of thing. It was really about seeing one another. I think it leads by examples. That was a really fun one um, and one that really we looked forward to it all year. I love that. It, tasking or like not tasking, but like finding your champions so that people can re- appreciate each other. Like peer appreciation to me is so powerful. Like, yeah, you want to be seen by your manager and your leader and your executive team, but to be seen by a colleague also is like such, it builds such a good environment towards each other. We have this thing at Workweek and it was in place before I even got there. So I will not take credit for it, but we have a channel called Workweek Wins and everyone will just jump in there and like appreciate somebody who's just like done something really great at work. And then every Monday at our all hands, we read them. We have, we have the peers, the people read them to the person they're giving the shout out to. And I just like love the fact that you can, it doesn't have to be top down and HR forces it. And like, honestly, it's like less genuine when that's the case. Yeah. Like HR forces and leader forces it. When you get your team and your employees to do it themselves naturally, I think that also has just like such a mega impact and builds such a good environment for one another. And I can't take credit for the idea. Um, it morphed over the years, but I did yeah. walk into it and continued and created space for it, which I think that's, where we have to like lead by example and say it yeah. matters and to take the time and no one phoned it in. No one was just like, Oh, I got a generic towel. You know, <laughs> you get a towel. Um, you remember that? Everyone, yeah. Yeah. Everyone thought about it. I love that. That is, that's really sweet. I also love 
like holidays are a great time to do it, even though not everyone celebrates the same holiday. There's still time where like the federal government is closed. So like all of us are off work. What are like some other key moments that you think are just like important to celebrate? So I think that it is important to have a strategy to celebrate the ones that are expected. Okay. So right. For these anniversaries, end of quarter, person of the year, team member of the year, I think that that does matter and we can draft off those things. And then the just because's have to happen. It has to be unexpected and a surprise because then people, I think, especially remote work, I remember when I first started working remotely, everyone's like, how do you even know if the work's getting done? Oh my God. Oh my God. They're still talking about that today. I'm like, get out. We have proven now we are actually more productive. I've never seen teams be more productive than when I've worked remotely because you have to be intentional about how you come together, but also be intentional about making space and recognizing folks when it's not those moments. And so I think it's the those kind of surprising moments. Um, so, you know, whether it's like a summertime, hey, just because like celebration summer and being like pick someone on the team that you want to recognize something that they think went unnoticed. And then sharing that in a team meeting and then, or here's a budget behind it to, to do a gift of some kind. I've run things like that that have been really successful and really well received because it's surprising. Um, people think that their work's going on notice, but it's actually not. But you have to yeah. hold that and create the space for it. So that, that was one that I, I really enjoyed doing. There are milestones that definitely matter, like onboarding your one-year anniversary your birthday. I wish my birthday was a national holiday. In fact, this year it was because it was President's Day. So I was like very happy with that. But I love the just becauses because like then it's like less about HR doing it and more about helping your managers and your leaders see that like we're all living a life outside of work. We don't just like come to work and suddenly everything is okay. And so like really thinking about the just because moments where people are showing up in real time and you can celebrate them is so powerful. I think we forget about those sometimes and we tend to like lean more towards official milestones. And then there's like lag time in between where we had the opportunity to do like a, I appreciate you just because moment we forget about it. Yeah. I say like once a week, I honestly tell managers like you should create a 10 minute, 10 minute hold on your calendar, either at the end of the year, end of the week or the beginning of the week. And during those 10 minutes, you should think about what your team accomplished or what they've recently done and send off like one-off messages showing them you appreciate them. Yeah. It's so easy because people are like, how do I create this habit of appreciation? And I'm like, you make time for it. Well, I'm too busy. I don't have time. And I'm like, all you need is five to 10 minutes. You know what else I think um, help that helps with is for anybody who's ever had to do the shout outs in a company presentation, mm-hmm. trying to come up with the Okay, well, I don't want to forget anybody. It's like the acceptance speech at the Oscars. And you're like, I hope I didn't miss anyone. <laughs> if you're only, cre- you create such high stakes if you're only doing it once a quarter or once a year in these big ways. Like, what if you miss somebody? And that was that they felt like that was their one opportunity. Oh, yeah. Right? How did they walk away feeling as opposed to, especially like I look at marketing, everything we do, every marketer on my team has has touched it probably in some way, there is almost nothing done in isolation. If you're not constantly recognizing all the things that are going on, you create this, this potential accident of feeling like a cooker. Yeah. So like actually make your life easier by just doing it all the time. And then you also have your collection of moments you can pull from when you do want to highlight in some bigger way. Right. So 
maybe flip the script on yourself a bit and be like, oh, I'm just doing work now for myself that I'm going to be able to lean on later. Yeah, that's a really good takeaway. Because I was just thinking about that, like, it, I have felt so much pressure in environments where, let's say, like, the only time we shout out employees is like promotions. I felt so much pressure. I'm like, oh my God, what if we get this wrong? What if we miss one person? What if we, what if they don't want to be celebrated? What if we haven't fully figured out everything about the promotion? And there was so much pressure around it that it became like almost something that I also hated when it, it was a moment for me to like celebrate the great work that employees were doing. And so I love this, like, take the pressure off of these like one time a year appreciation and find ways to do like weekly fluid appreciation. Yeah. Well, the reality is not everyone's going to, awesome people aren't, maybe don't get a promotion because it's not in line with the business at the moment. It doesn't mean you're not awesome, right? So you really set yourself up poorly if you have a structure like that. The other thing that is challenging around that is now you've really tied it all to money. You've just done it to yourself where you're perpetuating that everyone thinks that recognition and appreciation is about dollars and it just isn't. It's about the intention behind it and uh, creating meaningful connection, right? The the whole 91% of people thinking that token appreciation will help them feel valued. That's not a stat that tells me that people are money hungry and, you know, like it's not an, it's, hey, I just want something that I can tangible in some way to know whether it's words or a small thing, a gift, an experience, map it to what your intention is. Don't do that yeah. to yourself. <laughs> to be clear, I think people always want salary increases oh, and raises and more money. But like, I think you that has to be separate from appreciation. Your appreciation cannot be always monetary. That is just like not, that doesn't create good behavior. And that creates, dare I say it, unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Where I'm like, ooh, every holiday I get a $100 gift card. Ooh, now I like that's, it becomes something else. And, and it honestly becomes less about the person and the connection and more about just like checking a box, checking yeah. a box. It's like, I always joke like with my friends that like, I'll give you a gift card if I really haven't spent a lot of time thinking about what it is I want to give you. And for the friends that I really care, like one of my very best friends, I I was like traveling one year in France and I went to a comic book store and I bought her like a comic that I thought she would appreciate because it was like had a theme that she really liked. And I remember giving that to her and thinking like to myself, wow, that was like really thoughtful of me. Like she does the same back like that. We know each other so well, but just like, I think it's the same for employees. You don't want to make them feel like a checkbox. You want to make them feel special. And I think thoughtful and creative appreciation and gifting really makes, creates that special feeling that like we don't get often enough at work. This is why it comes back to that campaign storytelling mindset, because like you're not going to be able if you have even 200 employees, you're not going to be able to know everybody. Right. Yeah. But maybe the I remember at a company a few companies ago for our birthdays, we always got um, cupcakes, but they were cupcakes from this little, small, I think might even been women owned business that our the head of the people team knew and were amazing and delicious, but we also all felt good about supporting this small business. It just, it, it matched with some, with a lot of our values. And so, and then there were vegan options or you could donate if you wanted to also. And so it was just, it had a story with it that resonated with the culture we, we had and wanted to create. And so it wasn't just a cupcake from anywhere. It had that meaning. And so it, it mattered 
So even if it is company to employee, you can still find a way to have it be meaningful, even if you don't know that they love a comic book, right? Without it being a gift card. Or if it's a gift card, it could have a theme around it where you're like, hey, I know you're on maternity leave. How about a week meal plus this plus it? Because you know that that's helpful. Yeah. Like there's a way to still have, and I think corporate gifting, that's just kind of a one remove. Like we do, we know that, right? There's a way to do it where it still drives a meaningful connection. You just have to put a little thought into it and you know, we do a lot of thinking around that and try to create ways for our customers to be able to create meaningful experiences aligned to their values. And maybe that's really the, place that, you know, the starting point. That's such a great mic drop. Honestly, like I want to end right there because you were just like, yeah, connecting it to your values is, is next level. And I think like there's a lot of things we talked about today and I want to recap quickly. Like we talked about no one size fits all for appreciation really thinking about how to be consistent, key moments, but also the just because moments, asking how like your managers want to appreciate their team, you want to appreciate your team. That was a big one. And I think we like touched on this humanity problem that I think we just have like a lack of appreciation in life and in work. And the last thing you said was so perfect, connecting it back to your values. I kind of want to end on that note. That was like really good, Megan. Um, Thank you for joining me today. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, um, snappy.com. Come see us. And uh, we'd love to help you show appreciation to your employees um, and to your people team. (laughs) And to your people team. Don't forget, if you're listening today and you're in HR, I appreciate you. Like, I know the job you're doing is really hard and it's really thankless to constantly think about how other people are being appreciated when you yourself don't feel appreciated. So that's just something to think about. There's a gift for you out there someday, somewhere as well. Not someday. Someday is now. Thank you so much, Megan. This was amazing. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with all the latest HR resources by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you love I Hate It Here, tell an HR friend. I'll see you next time.